Welcome to Fitsby Radio. Slip on your minimal sneakers, notch your headphones into your ears, tuck your smartphone into your pocket, and take us along for a walk while we talk. Or just grab a cup of your favorite drink and get on the floor and stretch a bit while we bring you all things fitness, core, and diastases recti related. You guys ready? Yes. All right. Born ready. Born ready. I love that. I I love your first one though. Like I wish I could just say all those things. I know. That is so bad. Hey everybody, welcome to fit to be Radio. My name is Chris Benke. I'll be your host today. I'm here with Beth Learn. She's the CEO and founder of fit to be Studio. And we also have with us Nora Matthew, who is the uh, creator and founder of PregnaFit, uh, which is a fitness program, and also, more recently, um, the Her Strength Studio. So thanks for spending some time with us today. Really appreciate that, Nora. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah. So, um, so Nora... Um, we're over here in the Pacific Northwest in different mm-hmm. cities, Bend and, and uh, Battleground. Where are you located right now? So I'm in upstate New York. I'm in the Albany area. I'm about three hours north of the city. Fantastic. And how long have you lived in that area? Um, pretty much my whole life. I was born and raised here. Um, I did take a slight detour and lived in Scotland for, uh, three years. My husband is from Scotland. Yeah. Oh, cool. cool. Yeah. So I lived there for, um, for three years and then we migrated back. Wow. Scotland. How did, how did you like Scotland for three years? I, I really liked it. It's very different for an English speaking country. It's completely different than yeah. here. Um, culturally very, very different. Um, but you know, it was, it was, it was an amazing experience and you know, we wouldn't rule out going back there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is so yeah. cool. Yeah. So, um, so your husband's from Scotland, where did you meet him? Um, so I was doing my undergrad in Providence, Rhode Island. Um, I went to Providence college and, uh, I played rugby for a bit. That's another fun fact about me. You um, did. Cool. Yeah. So I was a D1 sprinter and then I decided that was like too much. Um, it was too much commitment and I still wanted to play a sport when I was in college. And so um, one of my friends played and she promised me that I wouldn't get tackled if I ran fast enough. So and he, she lied. <laughs> he totally lied to me, but I didn't find <laughs> that out until it was too late and I loved rugby. So, um, so uh, just as, as it were, it was incidental. My husband had come over to play rugby for a couple of weeks with one of his friends and he ended up, um, temporarily coaching my team. So, uh, yeah. So that's how we met. He was my rugby coach. <laughs> so you were dating the rugby coach. Huh? It was really scandalous at the time. And, wow. and my mom, I think pictured like a, like a 45 year old man and I was, you know, 20. So, uh, she was a little horrified, but he's only two, two and a half years older than me. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. And so then you got yeah. married and then you headed over to Scotland for a while. Yes. So, um, we moved over to Scotland, um, and we both did, um, our graduate studies, um, in Glasgow. So, um, yeah, it was a whirlwind marriage, grad school, and then, um, and then babies. And And you have three boys, right? Mm -hmm. I do. I have three boys. They are five, three and a half and tense. Man. So my life is very busy. Yes. Yeah. Abundant. Your life is abundant. Yeah. Yes. That's a nice yeah. way of putting it. And then you just <laughs> opened your studio, right? So that's also recent. Yeah. So um, I just opened the doors to my studio, which I said that I would never do. 
Um, but yeah, about uh, two months ago. So um, you've had two so, babies in the last year. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yep. This is my wow. this is my fourth baby. This place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, congratulations. That sounds like Thank a you. whirlwind few years there of lots of cool stuff. It's yeah, been fun absolutely. to follow you. I've I followed you through your your last pregnancy and and the opening of your studio, and it's it's beautiful. Your boys Thank are beautiful. You. The studio is amazing. I, I catch myself going, oh, I wish that was down the street from my house. Oh, thanks. I want to go there. <laughs> it's a bit of a drive, I think. Yeah. Just a little bit. Just a little yeah. bit. But yeah, no, we have lots of fun here. It's um, it's a women's only studio. So um, obviously unofficially, but yeah, it's a women's only studio. So, hence being called Her Strength. Right. So how, yeah. What, it's, it's well, how has that gone over? I mean, do you get any flack from people for being exclusive? Um, it's actually illegal in New York state to, um, actually I think it's, it might be like a title nine thing that you can't have just one sex in any, you know, place. Right. Um, so, uh, for all intents and purposes, actually, so we do have, um, I have a couple of people who work here with me and, um, uh, there are a couple of men who, who do come in. Um, and so, uh, my explanation, I guess, for it is that, uh, you know, I specialize in working with the female anatomy. So right. um, our classes are are centered around the 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 pivotal times in a woman's life. So right. you know, trying to conceive pregnancy, postpartum, um, you know, and then when you're at that kind of weird in-between stage where you're just trying to get your body back after you're done having kids, and then when you go on to your um what's been called the third age, right. um, Jenny Burrell calls it that, um, and Michelle Lyons, uh, where you're trying to build up bone density and um, you know, really focus on on increasing your health as you, you know, get a little bit older. So, mm-hmm. um, so all in the classes are focused on those stages. Mm-hmm. And so, um, that's how I kind of justify it. And, and, you know, yeah. everyone, everyone loves it. People, people love it. People don't question it at all. I've had a couple of guys be like, Oh, but that's it. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you're like, you know, Hey, if you're in those stages and you want to join our class, feel free. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm like, if you have a vagina, come on over. <laughs> 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 that's not in your tagline on the studio though. I mean, I, mean, I wish I, I wish it could be. That would, <laughs> I think that would weed out the people that I really don't want really. around. And like, they would come in. <laughs> you have a problem saying vagina without whispering, then you can't come in. Right. Yeah. Cause you're going to be hearing <laughs> should, about it. You should have that in the application form when people are taking their first class. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. In their first class, I always make sure to like test Test, test people out by saying something like mildly inappropriate about like, oh, like, yeah, if you like pee pee yourself or, you know, like something like that, a public yeah. floor and and just gauge the reaction. And then, you know, if, if they don't wince, they can say if they wince. Yeah. <laughs> it's the cringe. It's the cringe factor. You can yep. learn a lot about, about people by, you know, and of course some people, I know for myself, like I was not raised around lingo like that. I yeah. mean, regular body lingo. Yes. Yeah. Um, but like we kept it very straight laced and oh yeah same with me yeah in in my career that has become very much about the pelvic floor and yeah. the inner core and all the inner workings mm-hmm. um because you can't work with women and really help them without going to these places in the conversation exactly, exactly. Um, and it, you have to get comfortable with it Absolutely. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And sometimes I, I definitely take for granted that like I talk about it every day. And then, you know, when it comes up in like a, a one-on-one conversation, people are like, oh, um, I, 
And I'm like, we're the only ones in here. It's okay. All right. All good. Like, talk about it because we got to put it all on the table. Cause you're right. It's a, it's such a pivotal part of, you know, who we are that, mm-hmm. um, and it can be so deeply affected by so many different things that you might as well, you know, get comfortable with it. And, you know, it's not to be, not to be crass or rude or anything like that, right. but it, you know, it's, it's a, it's a part of our anatomy and Right. And to have a safe place for people to come and talk and exercise and be able to ask all the questions and get all their questions answered um, because exercise does impact the deep core and pelvic floor. So that's just so awesome that you've created that. Yeah. It's, it's been, it's super rewarding. So I really don't see this as, you know, my work. I see this as my life and I just Mm -hmm. enjoy, you know, integrating people into it, um, you know, on a daily basis. I, I love it. That's, That's the way awesome. it should be. That's awesome. Yeah. So, can it, it, so let's go back a little bit and talk sure. about PregnaFit. Mm-hmm. Can you just give me a high level understanding of what that is and talk about how you got into that and why you started it? Sure. So, um, this goes back to Scotland actually. When I um, got pregnant with our first little boy, Rory, um, I was doing CrossFit in. Um, in Glasgow. And it was, um, you know, pretty intense, you know, how CrossFit is. And, and I did not know, uh, what I should and shouldn't be doing. Um, I didn't really know anything about breathing because that had never been part of the discussion. Um, yeah, it's not, no, it really wasn't it's mostly like, don't forget to breathe or, mm-hmm. or I occasionally heard exhale when you're working hard, but mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Yep. And, and, and also, you know, it's, it's a lot of, um, you know, breath holding and it's not corrected. So for me, I was like, I, if I'm squatting, you know, however much weight and I'm deadlifting, you know, over 200 pounds, I was super strong at the time. You know, you just wonder what am I supposed to do? Am I going to, am I going to damage my baby? Am I going to damage myself? You know, all these thoughts that go through your head and it's, it was a lot of uncertainty. So, um, so I decided to kind of look further into it. Um, I had certified as a trainer when I was in college and had sort of, you know, taken a little bit of, I took about a year and a half off from doing it. And so I decided to get back into it um, after I had my first baby and took a pre and postnatal fitness course in the UK because that was a thing there and it really wasn't here at the time. So um, that was... No, it really wasn't. And and so when I was working, I was working in a private studio um, in Dundee on the East Coast. And um, I started working with um, some pregnant women and some postpartum women. And uh, it sort of spiraled into um, something that I absolutely loved. And because it was so relatable, like I was like, oh my gosh, I went through that. And oh my gosh, where, you know, where did that bring you? And Mm -hmm. so my first birth was, um, like a really traumatic experience. And, um, I ended up having, uh, um, uh, forceps and, um, and that was like really like a terrible recovery. It was like a really painful recovery. And so, um, I didn't really know that that had, that was like an option. I didn't know that was a possibility. And so, um, you know, my recovery from that, um, very much played a role in, in how I treated women during pregnancy, you know, of that preparation. Okay. What do we need to do to prepare ourselves? Um, you know, to really be in that birth situation, Mm -hmm. um, and then, and then to recover postpartum. So when I moved back to, um, the States in 2014, um, I got back in touch with, um, a, a guy who ran a strength and conditioning gym and, um, 
so I was pregnant at the time and so was his sister. And uh, so I said, you know, what would you think about me running a pregnancy class? And he was like, well, I'm not really interested in that, but you can go for it. So he's like, if you're certified, it's all good. So um, it started as a very small class of like, you know, three or four of us that were all pregnant. Um, And unfortunately, I think these things are a little bit trial and error. So there were I look back and I'm like, no, I shouldn't have done that. But um, now, you know, I feel much more confident about it. And it's, mm-hmm. it's spiraled into this program, um, you know, that's really well known in my area. And I have a lot of OBGYNs and, and midwives that refer to me and physical therapists mm-hmm. and doctors. And it's, so it's awesome. It's like such a community. So it's mm-hmm. really, that's, so that's been my kind of my trademark program. So all my other programs kind of came from, from PregnaFit. That's cool. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. so good that you are networking um, and that you have the trust of professionals in your area because that's where oh, some real help can happen for women is when, you know, they've got that. I think usually it's like a triangle. It's a triangle of, you know, their, their doctor, their midwife and their fitness provider. Yeah. And, you know, um, their, their physical therapist or anybody else that they're working with. Exactly. And when they have that, it's, it, they almost can't fail. You know, it's like, they're going to yeah. get all the support they need to really put their bodies back together. And it's beautiful. Exactly. exactly. I think that, you know, it's important to create that support network for women because most of them don't even know that that's, that all of these like options are there. And, yeah, and it know, doesn't I, just happen. No, it doesn't. And, and, you know, I was actually just talking to someone about this the other day. I have like a whole list of people that I refer to, and I would Mm -hmm. love to just be able to put that into a booklet and just give it to all the local OBGYN and midwife offices and just say, Hey, give this to like new patients. And obviously I would list myself. Yeah. But also have like all these other resources because women are Mm -hmm. like, I didn't didn't know what pelvic floor physical therapy was. And I didn't know that you could go to a chiropractor when you're pregnant. And I didn't know, you know what I mean? And so it's just, it's just creating that awareness, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that, that surrounds that community. Cause it's just so important because you don't support, there's nothing worse than feeling alone. No, especially not when you're, when you're taking care of a newborn and you feel alone, Mm -hmm. that's dangerous. Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. It's real. you know, it's, it's super important. And, you know, I, um, to have all of those channels of referral where mm-hmm. necessary is, uh, is just, yes. it's, it's invaluable. It really is. Yeah. Cause it affects the rest of your life. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's how PregnaFit started. And then yep. tell me, how did that translate into the, the ebook or are they, are they related or not related? They are. So, um, when I, uh, when I started this program, I was very aware that there wasn't anything like it in the area. Mm-hmm. There were, there are a couple of, um, there's, well, there's one class locally that, um, is more Pilates based and it's run by a pelvic floor physical therapist. Um, and it's great, but it's not strength training. So, right. um, I felt like there was so much that more that women wanted from their workout routines when they were pregnant and, but they were just so unsure, right? Like I was. And so, um, when I, uh, I just started to, I started an Instagram. So I started an Instagram, um, uh, account, which is at pregnancy underscore fitness. Um, and I've been at that since, um, 2015, no, yeah, 2014. So, you know, the last four years almost, um, that I've had this 
account. And so I would, I would take, you know, short video clips from my classes um, and I would put them up and people loved it. Yeah. Right? Like mm-hmm. I have like, yeah. How many followers do you have right now on that? I don't know. I don't know. Like 56,000. 56, oh 56,000. Yeah. So I, I don't update it nearly as much as I, as I did before, because now like the studio was my, more my core focus as opposed to like, you know, being on social media. But when I, when I built up such a following, I was like, all these women are like, can I do this? Can I do that? What should I do in this situation? What should I do here? You're spending all your time answering these questions with your thumbs. Yes. Like like (laughs) so many emails. And I was like, it's wonderful that this is like creating such a buzz, but at the same time, like I want to have something concrete. So I, I dabbled in online training a little bit. Um, and I found that it was very hard to balance, um, my in-person training with online training because I was feeling like, and I know you can appreciate this, you're, you're writing Google programs and you can only see so much. Um, I did not, I didn't have like, you know, a video chat going on. I would send people, you know, I would send people things and I would build up my YouTube channel, which was a private channel. And I would send them links to like video Mm -hmm. demos that happened in my classes. And so that was great. But again, very, very time consuming. And yeah. so I decided that, um, you know, I should put everything down into like a basic program and say, okay, this is okay for you to do. Here are the mechanics of what this should look like. Here's how you should breathe while you're doing it. Here are some considerations. Yeah. You know, what if you have pelvic pain? What if you have a diastasis? What if we, what, what if these situations and, and what are other resources that I can give you that will help you navigate mm-hmm. fitness during pregnancy? And so um, that's where the ebook. So I wrote the ebook over the course of a year, and um, I gave it to a copywriter, and um, she was amazingly artistic and put it together for me. Um, so now it's available as an ebook, and it's also available as a physical book as well. So if some I think most people, some people really like that having that tangible. Oh, I thing. Do. Yeah. yeah. So you can like open up the pages, and so the tabs on the ebook are really cool click through the tabs and then you can also open up the tabs on the book. So, um, and what's the so it's title of the book? Um, it's literally called, uh, strength training for pregnancy. I think I should probably okay. know the title of my own book. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at it. What workout has that thing in it? And I'm like, um, I'm like, waiting for somebody else to answer that question. Cause right yeah. now I don't remember. Yeah. It's literally <laughs> called strength training for pregnancy. Okay. It's It's on Shopify. Um, I, it's like, uh, there's a direct link from my Instagram page, but, um, but yeah, it's cool. It was like, you know, and then, then people would, you know, get in touch with me and I'd say, Hey, here's the ebook, you know, gives you some like step-by-step for, um, certain exercises. And then there's more, um, you know, advanced things for people who like work with, you know, kettlebells and that kind of stuff. Did, have you found because I've had this experience where people write and they're like, hey, give me this long drawn out answer to my question that you've probably already answered 59,000 times, but please personalize it for me and write me a question or write me an answer to my question. And then when I respond by saying, you know what, that's a great question. I get that question a lot. I get it so often that I wrote this thing and here it is and you can go get it. They're offended. Yeah. But I And I'm like, I can't believe you're trying to make money off this. Oh yeah. Okay. Because I have all the hours in a week while raising children and running a business. This is my job. (laughs) I love you, but this is my job. Yeah. Yeah. Please. please, I mean, go, go get the thing. It's going to be able to, it's concise. It's beautiful. I think people, I think people, you know, I, I I try to give people the benefit of the doubt and I like try to like link things like posts Mm -hmm. that I put up that I refer to what they're talking about. Yeah. Um, what really annoys me is when other professionals ask me, they're like, Oh, "Oh, can you show me how to train my client during pregnancy? And I'm like, no, I, I can't. 
I, yeah, I, this is my job. You should send them to me. You should just really just send them to me because <laughs> if I, you don't know how to do it and I, I do, this is my, like I, this is my job. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, mm. uh, so when they're, they're like, like, Hey, I say no. I'm, I'm like, like, well, you can take the experts in diastases e-course and then book a session with me. Exactly. And it's amazing how many people don't do that. Right, right. And it's like an effort. People just want to be told what to do. And in in all aspects of life, though, you know, yeah. like people, people, they, you know, they, they don't have any kind of um, – uh, it's almost like this, like, internal source of, like, effort that they don't mm. – they don't they – don't, I don't know. Yeah. They want somebody to – they want to hit the easy button. They want to be able to swallow a pill that teaches them everything in a second. And yeah, it's like, wow, I've been doing this for 20 years. There's no way I'm going to be able to dial that down for you. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, right. You're going well, to have to put in the work and learn it. Right. Well, I had a question recently from um, a client who um, did my, I also have a postpartum program and mm-hmm. um, which I, I need to update because it's not really like, it's not super pretty like my ebook, um, mm-hmm. but it's, uh, it's not pretty. <laughs> It's not that pretty. I need to I love it. <laughs> I know. I know. I get that. about aesthetics, right? Right. Um, so she went through my postpartum program and then she was like, okay, so um, she's like, loved your program. So great. Healed my diastasis. Um, when can I get back to doing crunches? And I was like. <laughs> <laughs> Forehead Never. To <laughs> Never. Why? I know. I'm always like, well, I mean, okay, but why? Why? Do you love them? So, right. Do you remember those like thousand core exercises I gave you? They're way better than crunches and they won't, you know, give you a slip disc. So I'm just saying, you know. Yeah, it's kind of important. Yeah. Yeah. I think part of the problem is people are programmed their whole life. And then not only that, but that continues forever. So you, if you like, Beth and I run into this all the time. We're looking for stock imagery. You type workout, you're going to get nine images of crunches and one of running. Like that's all. Yeah. And then planks, maybe some planks. And maybe one of those people will actually have clothes on. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Women's so. fitness. Everyone's naked. Everyone. So it's, it's just this conditioning situation where, I mean, that's all you're told. You're just fed this, fed this, crunches, crunches, crunches. So, right. you know, then someone like you comes along or someone like us comes along and we say, hey, there's a, a different way. They're like, okay, okay. Yeah. And what about the crunches? Right, like right. it's just it's just a, a hard. And they're like, but what about the six pack that you promised me? And you're like, right. I never did. I never did promise that. I don't know if that's the, the really like the goal. That's not my goal. I know. I, I remember know. being younger, and uh, I was just thinking about this the other day. Before I had kids, and you know, before I had kids, and I had all the time in the world to work out, and my my career was fitness, and I did that eight hours a day. And I remember yeah. looking at my body and going, Gosh, I can't wait until I actually can justify having a little bit of body fat and curves. Cause it was like, I just, even at that time it was like, yeah, I had, I had a six pack, but I almost, I didn't necessarily appreciate it. Right. And my husband even now is like, like so much better how I am now. He's like, you were like a rock, you know, it's <laughs> like cuddle with a rock, you know, for, and for him, that actually wasn't thing. very attractive. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my husband says the same thing. I think, you know, it's this, it's this, it's it, again, it's this culture of wanting to um, teach women to be less, 
And so, and that's a huge reason why I, and I, I honestly, I swear to you, I said this and you can ask anyone I've ever worked for or with that. I never wanted to open my own studio. I never wanted to have the responsibility of, you know, dealing with all the overhead, dealing with all, you know, the, the admin, there's so much involved in physically having your own space that I was like, I'm not willing to take that on. So saying that I'm sitting in my own space. So like what happened? I, I just, I saw this massive gap in the market for, um, you know, a a workout program and a support system that showed women that they did not have to be less. They didn't need to be eating 900 calories, which real thing. This is really, really like 900 calories and, um, six days of, um, high intensity interval training at huge weights. Like you do not need to do that. You do not need to punish yourself you don't need to get rid of the baby weight. Like don't even use that term. Like, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's so important to me that women are able to be, um, you know, empowered by their workouts and Mm -hmm. feel good about what they're doing and not, and not about, okay, the, here's this image on the front of this fitness magazine that I need to be that. So until I'm that, I'm not going to be happy. And then what happens when you become that? Are you happy? Mm -hmm. Is that where that's coming from? Won't be satisfied. So that brings me to uh, another question, which is what are the, the common myths that, I mean, we're already talking about some of them, but what are the common misbeliefs or myths that people are always coming to? Beth, by the way, every time you do that. So if you're listening to this podcast, not watching it, Beth has some kind of a drink. And every time she drinks it, she makes this horrible face. And I'm trying not to make the face. Look, I made a smoothie. This is how to not make a smoothie, okay? Uh, Look, never, I repeat, never make a smoothie with rhubarb, avocado, huckleberries, peaches, uh, coconut milk. Look, it was what I had in the freezer. And I was like, I need to use this stuff up. And it's gross, but I finished it, which I know it's healthy. But I was just like, I got an equity rescue, this shake. (laughs) It's got all these things in it that I paid money for. Exactly. That's a a little inside info on this space that she's making. So anyway, so back to the myth (laughs) and and misinformation that people have. What What do you hear day in, day out that you wish you could just correct? Um, I think I would probably say, um, that, uh, oh, the one thing is that you literally need to leave every workout, like a disgusting, sweaty mess for it to, to have been a good workout. Yeah. Um, That's a lie. Yeah. Yeah. It's like this, like pervasive, um, feeling that people are like, I, you know, if I didn't, if I'm not dripping in sweat and, and like dragging myself out the door and then wanting to die in my car for the next 20 minutes, it wasn't a good workout. If I don't, mm-hmm. if I'm not so sore that I can't sit on the toilet or walk down the stairs, right. then I didn't really get anything out of it. You know, mm-hmm. people like equate soreness and exhaustion with um, a good workout, and that's just simply not the case. You know, it's just, it isn't. You know, you're you're breaking down your body constantly, and you're creating this terrible um, cycle of inflammation, you know, and you're, and you're never, ever getting rest. They're never recovering mm-hmm. and they're not eating enough to, you know, to, to build the muscle and to, um, you know, actually give their bodies a chance to catch up with itself. And right. so it's yeah. a very, like people come in, it's, it's very hard to 
you know, pull them out of them. Oh, right. Right. And I still struggle with that even after all these years. I've I've been preaching against the no pain, no gain. I've been preaching against the, you know, soreness as a measure of strength for Mm -hmm. years. And it still sometimes bites me in the butt because for years before that, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I got my degree back in 2001 and you know, was teaching 14 fitness classes a week during those four years of college. And then was teaching, you know, eight to 10 classes a week while running um, a fitness place as an assistant manager. And then I had babies and then I was back to doing crutches and planks four weeks out because I, that was what I had been trained to do and really was still buying into the, if you're not sore, then you're not getting stronger. And, um, I, that it is a tough one because it just becomes so entrenched, but it is a lie. Um, and I yeah. feel like you and I are both modeling yeah. that. That so you, you, we're healthy, we're vibrant, we're not doing that. What do you right. tell them when they come to you with this preconceived belief that is very strong? And they're getting confirmation to that from everywhere else but you. So what do, what do you tell them? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, I I just try to bring it back to, uh, you know, what is what is sustainable and what is functional in their real life. So, um, you know, the fitness world is a whole nother world. It's just totally um, it's totally one mentality. But when you put it into your real life and, you know, all my clients have real lives. This is, you know, they have real lives. Um, most of them have children, um, and, um, or are going to have children. And, um, you know, so, so I'm saying, okay, so my goal when you work out is to make you feel better, to make you feel stronger. Um, and you still need to be able to lift your kids. You still need to be able to get down on the floor and play with them. And you, and I don't want you to be, you know, peeing your pants when you're running Mm -hmm. around with them. Like these are, I want this to transfer to your real life. Uh, because at the end of the day, that's what you're left with. Not, you know, you're, you don't spend 90% of your, your, your life in the gym. And if you do, then there's a problem, you know, (laughs) if you do, then you better be a bodybuilder, like as a career. Right. And not have any other obligations. Right. Exactly. That's that's a teeny tiny percent of the population. Right. 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 And they exist, but like, let's face it, that's not, that's not most people, you know, most people have, oh, like you have to get up in the morning and you have to take care of your kids and then you've got to go to work and you've got to be at work Mm -hmm. all day. And then, you know, I don't want you to, to dread. That's another piece of it too. Um, I think the intimidation factor for, um, most workout routines is, uh, you know, it, 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 it prevents women from coming in to start on right. their fitness. Yes. Before they even yes. start, they're overwhelmed kind of. A- yeah. And, yeah, and, and I look at that too. And they're like, I can't do that. I could never do that. I can't do that. I can't do a push-up. So I obviously can't work out. Like I don't want to do burpees. So I'm not really going to come to the gym. And I'm like, right. I'm not a gym person. People say to me, I'm like, okay. Yeah. You haven't well, been to my gym. And I, yeah. And I'm like, um, we're not even doing that stuff. And, and people come to fit to be and they join and then they still don't start. Because they still, and they'll tell me this, they're still trying to get over the mentality that we don't do things the same way and it's gentle. So they know it's going to be gentle, but then they think it maybe is not going to work as well. Um, And so then they're hesitant to start because it might not work, but they're also hesitant to start because they're afraid of hurting themselves because their last memory of a workout hurt them. Right. So there's all these little voices and it's like, just, just start. (laughs) 
Yeah, there. I mean, there. And I, and I, I definitely um, value my clients' trust in that way. You know, I get a lot of women who um, come in and with my consultation, you know, the initial consultation where they tell me what they, what they, where they've been, what they want. Um, and, uh, they lay it all on the table and I'm so incredibly grateful that they give to me that level of themselves. Um, in that they say, you know, like, this is, this is where I, like, I need this. And, and so I know in that moment that they are going to trust me and they're mm-hmm. going to trust what I'm going to tell them. Um, and I'm always going to explain it. I'm never just going to hand you 30 pound dumbbells and mm-hmm. tell to, you know, do a front squat with them without any explanation as to why you're doing it, how you should be doing it. Um, and I'm never going to tell you to just, you know, suck it up and push through because at the end of the day, that's going to ruin the continuity of your program and you're going to get hurt. Right. Right. I feel like it helps women so much when we take a moment to explain the physiology to them. And once that, once we say even just a five minute conversation, you know what? <sighs> Soreness is not a sign that you've worked extra hard. It's right. actually a sign that you maybe didn't nourish yourself enough and you need to eat more. And, right. and peeing your pants is also a sign that something's too tired and something's not up to the task. Right. So take right. those two things and hang on to those, engage how you feel after this workout. Mm-hmm. And when you connect them in those ways, and I know you do that same stuff, yeah. um, they come back the next time totally in a different mindset. Usually mm-hmm. sometimes yeah. it, take, it can take a while. Like I said, I still struggle with it. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit of coaxing. Yeah, it's it's a lifelong thing. Mm-hmm. What else are you hearing? What else are you hearing from people that you wish you could yeah. just beat out of them, but you would never beat them? <laughs> Somehow, beat I might beat them. I might beat them. Um, I think, uh, uh, let's see, what's probably like, I think probably that, that um, movements um, when they're in the gym are like that more is better. Um, Mm -hmm. and that you have to, um, that you have to lift super heavy in order to, um, to see the benefits and you don't have to, um, set any movement standards. Like, I think that a lot of people underestimate how important it is to, to get the form of things like really down. Yeah before progressing. Um, and I, I see it a lot, like, especially with, um, most often I see like a valgus collapse. So like that knee caving in on a squat. Mm. Okay. Yeah. People don't understand why that's a problem. So, so valgus collapse where, which is where the knees buckle inward. Yes. And so the knees aren't tracking with the toes and the knees are more narrow than the toes. Yeah. Mm. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's, that puts you at risk for, um, anything from as minor as uh, a thing as knee pain as, you know, and it, it could be an ACL tear. I mean, mm-hmm. these are things that, and you know, they, they were never aware of that and whether they were working out by themselves, whether they were at a, an, another training program, um, or whether they'd never squatted before and they are just sitting down all the time like that. You're like, Whoa, that's why you have knee pain. And actually it's interesting because, um, this studio that I, that I have just opened, it's barefoot. So so um, I have women coming in in um, either socks and they have like little grippy things in the bottom of mm-hmm. them or, or they can go totally barefoot. And the studio is super clean because of it. Um, I mean, I have no dirt trapped in here. That is so um, cool. It's awesome. And I, I, it's, it amazes me 
like every day that I can assess people's movements just by watching their feet and their ankles and how those mechanics mm-hmm. travel up the body. Mm-hmm. And I think that people are like, oh no, I need these like hugely padded sneakers to do my workout. And I'm like, no, actually that's, that's doing more damage than good. That's it's mm-hmm. literally like a crutch for your, for your feet. Like, you know, I heard someone like yeah. some podiatrist said like shoes are, you know, foot caskets. And I was like, that's about right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It really yeah. is. You know, so mm-hmm. um, and all these women and all these problems have come out since. So I have been training some women for like three or four years, and then they come into this space. They've always had shoes on before, so now they come into the space barefoot, and they are, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I have like this problem, this problem, this problem with my foot," and I'm like, "Oh." That's where your hip problems coming from. That's where your knee problems coming from. Here's how we solve this. And it's amazing how just by breaking down the mechanics of certain movements, um, mm-hmm. you know, the, the squat and hinge probably being the most that I see done incorrectly, um, that like their movements in general are so much better. Like yeah. not just in their workouts, but in life. They're like, oh, when I bent over and picked up my kid's toy, I realized that I was doing it really wrong. Yes. <laughs> right. Oof. Great. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, everything's connected. It's interesting. Yeah, go ahead. I'm curious how, um, you know, you talked earlier about breathing and mechanics and alignment and, and, um, all of us as professionals working in this specialty field of postpartum fitness, that are also diastases aware. We cue a little differently than the mainstream world does. So I want to hear like how you cue a squat. Okay. So, um, I always work about an unloaded yeah. squat. Okay, so <laughs> there's a difference. Yeah. So <laughs> yep. I would always, um, I would always set someone up um, in front of either um, a bench, mm-hmm. like a, um, a work, just like a flat bench, or um, or a box. Okay, so a box at least you know 16 to 18 inches from the floor. Um, I would set them up so their feet are directly in front of the box. I'd have them move their feet to um, hip width, if not shoulder width. Okay, and sit way back into their heels, keep their torso upright and basically just sit down and then stand up. And then I would go from there. So I try not to over cue initially, um, until I see what the actual, um, if there's anything that I need to correct, because I had another girl come in a couple weeks ago. She had never, never strength trained before. Holy natural. She was unbelievable. I was like, I'm not going to change anything about what you just did. I'm good with it. I'm not going to change it at all. And this is a girl who's never squatted before. I mean, she was, and so it's good to to not over cue. I think for me, yeah. and then I, um, you know, sometimes I use cues like, um, you know, pull uh, pull the ground apart as if you're standing on a piece of paper. You want to rip it in half. Um, that's a good one to kind of keep the the knees in alignment because they're thinking about pulling out as well as yeah. pulling, and also oh, pulling like that. down into the squat too. Mm-hmm. Um, I see a lot of people bounce. I see a lot of bouncers. So like they'll just like drop into the squat and like bounce back up again. I'm like, <laughs> not actually working there. You need to yeah. keep tension in your squat. Um, and then breathing is always something that I that I breathe I bring into it. Some people naturally breathe on exertion, but I find that it's not everybody the like the opposite. Yeah. yeah well, and so also they, like where's the exertion in a squat? Like it, there's, right. there's, it's all it's all work. The down right. and the well, yeah, the eccentric versus the concentric. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Think, and like which uh, muscles are eccentric and which muscles are concentric. Right. I love so hearing out on that because it's, so it's all changing depending on which joint you're at, and it's exactly squat is so multi joint, multi functional. Yeah, I love absolutely. I love that. And people listening, this is the benefit 
of working in person. Yes, it's great to read a book. Yes, it's great to do an online program. And there's a lot we can accomplish there. But at the same time, when you work with a professional that can watch you do something and then say, oh, you need to do this and this slightly differently. And then you do it that way and whoa, it changes everything. And suddenly you're feeling your glutes and you're feeling your hamstrings and, or you're feeling whatever muscles you're supposed to be using that you weren't feeling before because you adjusted one small thing because somebody was actually there to touch you and move you and adjust you in appropriate ways with your permission, of course. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just, it's just so awesome. I mean, I, I wish everybody could have this kind of a resource near them where they can walk into a studio or go see a physical therapist that can get hands-on because it makes such a difference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good yep. stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I agree. So Nora, what, so we're trying to remember to ask this to everyone. What is your favorite exercise today, right now? Um, the kettlebell swing. Kettlebell swing. Kettlebell yeah. Swing. Or I should say the kettlebell snatch um, because I am working my way up to um, getting my uh, my Strong First certification um, just because it's something I want to do and I have a lot of respect for Strong First um, and NRKC as well. Um, and uh, so the kettlebell snatch, I'm, I'm working on it and it's super technical and I always have something that I'm doing like yeah. slightly wrong. And um, so the trainer that I work with, um, my very close friend, James, he has a studio um, actually like right down the street from me. And so I go and train with him and he, he like, I love that I, I don't have everything perfect. That like makes my day. I always love it. Yeah, it gives you a challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I think it's the athlete in me. I always love to learn mm-hmm. new skills. And so, um, you know, doing, so part of the, the Strong First um, test for the certification, um, for the kettlebell certification is doing 100 snatches at um, whatever weight in five minutes. And so for my weight wow. right now, I would have to snatch a 12 kilogram kettlebell 100 times. And you can do like as many um, arm yeah. switches as you want, but um, but that's something that you like. I mean, there's tons of um, cardiovascular, sh- you know, fitness that go into that, uh, wow. and a whole load of shoulder stability. Oh, that's and heavy. So it is heavy. It is heavy. Wait, and okay, I don't know. I don't know how many pounds is that. I'm just going to be 20, the one to ask. Twenty five, twenty six. Twenty six. Oh, yeah. that's no joke. That's that's, that's heavy. heavy. That's heavy. Yeah. So and and for those of you listening that are like, oh, that's nothing. I can curl 25 pound dumbbell. It's not the same. Okay. No. It really is not the same. <laughs> no. Yeah. If you, if you like look up on YouTube, um, Karen Smith and she goes through the, um, so she is, um, a, I think she's a master SFG. So she's like, she knows her stuff with kettlebells. Um, and she's, she's an amazing, she's part of, or she was part of, um, girls gone strong. Um, okay. And so she, she is like a great kettlebell coach and she coaches through like all the movements. And so she does, she does a great explanation for, um, for the snatch. Yeah. So yeah. It's and a, you're it's going through Haley's program right now too, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I am. We interviewed her. She's great. Oh my gosh. I'm so like, I'm loving every moment of going through her program. And I love that she just talks through the whole thing. Cause I just sit there and laugh to myself and my husband's like, what are you laughing at? I'm like, she's <laughs> funny it's of course and like, <laughs> and like, and I'm like, no, like it is <laughs> yeah yeah I love it I love it because it's so unedited again about the stuff we love to talk about like pelvic floor yeah. and you know and I it's so relevant to my clients because I love kettlebells and so they use mm-hmm. them a lot so um, I'm excited to go um, to see her in person in New York in um, next month so I'm be great. so jealous yeah 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 so I'm excited jealous. I have to host my family reunion that day <laughs> 
I don't really envy you, but I'd rather be at a kettlebell conference. (laughs) Hopefully none of your family listens to this podcast. Yeah. I love you, mom. I love you, mom. Nora, thank you so much for spending time with us today. It's been fantastic. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, Yeah. Thanks for having me. Congratulations on getting your studio going. Thank you so much. Um, it looks Hopping. very cool. It looks like you're in there now. It looks very cool in the video. I am. Yes. Ooh, yes. There it so, is. In my place. So I like beautiful. it. It's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, I want to go good. there. Yeah. All Come right. Visit. You have to visit. Have to visit. That's okay. Right. Okay. I will. Yeah, definitely. All right. Okay. Have a great day, Nora. It was good talking you. with you. Thanks. Thank you. you too. Right. Bye. 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 Hey, thanks for listening today. I truly hope you're taking us along for a walk while we talk, but in case that didn't happen, remember that it's never too late to move when you have membership access to fittobe.com, which has everything from easy to hard, beginner to advanced, five minutes to 55 minutes. Once again, be sure you're following fit to be on Twitter at fit to be Instagram at fit to be studio and subscribing to this podcast.